Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Where to what? Good morning. Welcome into Kentucky Roll Call. Nick Roush, Trevor Kelsey, and Douglas, the producer, here with you today on Tuesday, October 5th on the Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Nick Roush and the big guy, Trevor Kelsey. Trevor, it's good to have you back, buddy. How are you doing today? I'm Sleepy? <laughs> I'm not used this feels weird being up this early again. And I, yeah. went to bed, I went to bed early. And I still, wow, uh, you, you did go to bed? I, I wasn't sure if it was just going to be all nighter, Trevor, or we're going to take a little nap before we go on the radio, Trevor. Uh, it was it was going to bed early. Honestly, for the last like month or so, I guess I've been going to bed still like somewhat early like 12 31 normally but i've still been sleeping till like 1 or 1 30 in the afternoon oh wow uh since i quit drinking soda i just i just still can't stay. i don't stay up as late as i do i don't have all the caffeine going to my body so mm. i uh I, I don't know if you yeah I, don't, I guess you all talked about like when i had the kidney stone right on the show i guess right right we mentioned yeah. it yeah. yeah so have you had to cut back have you, have you had to be, have you been dieting to get rid of your your stones well, I got, I think I, I, they, they just kind of went away on their own. I didn't really actually never felt them exit. Thankfully, oh. knock on wood. Uh, Cause I saw that Seinfeld episode and saw how painful that is. But uh, I supposedly, they, yeah, they just, I, I read where they can like deteriorate without like you knowing and they can exit you without you really realizing it. And thankfully, knock on wood, I, I think I, that's how I had it happen because when, mm. when that, when that pain hit, boy, whew. Like it was, uh, it, it was a rough one that day. What if they're just hiding for a little while? They could be. If they're, if they're my stones, they're probably just like, like just baked hanging out back in somewhere near the kidneys and, you know, just kind of mellowed and just like, oh, let's just wait until, you know, maybe he finishes the, the new season or whatever show he's watching and we'll get out of here. You know, we're in no rush. Is it ironic that a stoner name? got kidney stones? Uh, well, also had gallbladder stones too. So, hmm. uh, yeah, I don't really. I'm not a big fan of the Rolling Stones, which is odd. Wow. Yeah. So it's. Who knew that, Trevor was such a stoner? Quite literally. Yeah, you know, in more ways than one. Yeah. So, but um, I, I've been. Uh, so yeah, I've been. I still, even though, like I said, I haven't been uh, going. Even though I've been going to bed early, I still haven't been waking up early though. Uh, and as I told Rutherford, and he asked me this question when I told him, I tell you the same thing that. I mean, really no reason to wake up because my dream life is a lot better than my real life. So I just pretty much just sleep until I have to get up and go in to do something. Which if you all have been yearning for more Trevor Kelsey in your life, he's on every afternoon from three to six on the Mike Rutherford show. Uh, I know you were helping Mike put to bed the Reds. Uh, your Blue Jays, are they, is, is the playoffs, are they happening this week? Can you? Wait, what's going on there? Uh, they start they, 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 the regular season ended on Sunday. Uh, okay. The Blue Jays did not make it in despite winning 91 games because 
we need either Boston or the Yankees to lose on Sunday, but they both won. Thank you for bringing that up. Okay. Um, it's not a touchy subject at all, but I appreciate it. Uh, after that, we can talk about how my failures in the bedroom have affected my life too. If you want to bring that up. Too. All right. You would definitely uh, so, <laughs> talk about my dad leaving and everything. We can get that into that, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, the playoffs have, I guess, officially, I don't know if they started last night or not, because after the Blue Jays didn't get in on Sunday, I kind of oh. wrote it off. If, if you can guess it's a little depressing. Wow. Must not be your true baseball fan. then. This, uh, yeah. Cause you didn't even know the season was over. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this weekend was not. I know that you had obviously a very exciting weekend. I saw your selfies. I saw you on the field. I heard you nearly tripped over the goalpost, which, by the way, I love how the retractable goalpost was down and the fans were just ignoring it. Like, that's, which I don't blame them to. At least they, they were while the cut TV coverage was on the game on Saturday in Lexington. Like, everybody's in the middle of the field celebrating. The people were coming on the field and the goalposts were just sitting there. And everybody's like security standing around it. Like, anybody, anybody want to take these? You know, we, yeah. we, brought, we, we brought them down. I don't know if it's just the – because the only goalpost during down Ivor was ever part of was the Florida State win, and that was before retractables. Right, right. So, and now that there's retractables, they kind of just get in the way, you know? Yeah, now it's like, why don't we don't even want them. It's kind of, you know, it's – Yeah, you're taking away all of the fun. Um, exactly. I, I, don't, I don't know what to compare it to, but it really is kind of like the teacher in school telling you that, you know uh, – that one thing you really can't do, well, now you can do it. And then it it, it ruins all the fun. You know, you know? You know kind of me, it's like, uh, you're, you, you know, I like to quote King of the Hill sometimes and take it as my own unless you call me out on it. Uh, it there's the great King of the Hill when Bobby wants to, has, they, they, they want to take him deer hunting. It's like a rite of passage for a man to, to shoot a deer. And uh, Hank forgets to get the passes. So they have to go like to this fancy hotel that offers it. But yet they just basically stand in the, like one of those little lofts and food shoots out behind and eats it and the deer just walk up to it. And he's like, okay, you can shoot it now. And they're like, this just doesn't seem right. Like, it just seems too easy. It's, it shouldn't be like this. And that's kind of how the goalposts are. It's like, you shouldn't just like bring them down for me and lay them there and be like, okay, you can take them. And that just, that's, that's not our animal instinct. That's not, our, that's not who we are. We don't want it handed to us. We want to earn it. And and you obviously earned the right to pull it down, but we want to also have the right to we want to earn to, we want to pull it down ourselves. Did they end up taking it off the field, or did they just put it right back up? Uh, I don't. I I guess they just put it back up when it's done. They take them down after every game, I believe. Now, yeah, but you doing it while the crowd's coming down that early is obviously a reasoning for the fans to take it. Yeah, it's just I don't know. They don't. Uh, it, it seems cheesy, and and I know why they they do it for safe, I'm air quoting safety reasons and whatever. But it just doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't seem right. And you you, you don't you know how many you ever beaten Florida since nineteen eighty six at home? With, I mean, that's what only your second maybe top ten win probably in like what thirty years or something, not including the LSU game. Uh, th- fifth five and zero start in I believe uh, the. F- 70 years or fourth no excuse me fourth five and oh start in 70 years so yeah, a I pretty mean, good start a top 10 win uh yeah. the first top 10 win since lsu yeah lsu yeah, so yeah I mean, before, then when's the last time you beat a top 10 team at home i mean it's probably been 
what 77 before then maybe when you went to, when you had no nope, no nope. it would be uh well, well, it was a top 10 team so suck it buddy wow. i believe that georgia game might have been the year prior too so they've rattled off a few uh I, I don't know when exactly they started the goalpost thing but here's the thing after being on the field i i i get why they stopped doing it because there's so many people that when that thing comes down, it can be dangerous. So now they have the retractable goalpost. Uh, you can no longer take them out of the stadium and then just go dump them in a lake, like some people have done. Or in your case, I know they used to, they took the tail uh, the goalpost into tailgaters after that game. Yeah, that was a, a piece that was of a Greg Brom story. I think, I think a piece of it got dropped off in like the front of the library or something. And right, right. Yeah, Which I mean, also taking it apart piece by piece, very cool, but also very dangerous. So instead, we just got a field storming. Mitch Barnhart had to write a very big check to pay for that field storming. $250,000 fine, uh, which I love that the escalators in this SEC rule uh, that they, they put out, and I think it was 04, was when this rule started. It said, if you storm the field, you're going to have to pay fines. Actually, it couldn't have been 04. It had to be a little bit later. Um, because UK's, it, it must have been 2008. But 2014 UK, they stormed the field for the South Carolina game. That was awesome. $25,000. Then in 2018, there was a small group of students. Like It wasn't that many people. Um, but there were some people who got on the field after Kentucky beat a top 25 Mississippi State team in 2018, and then UK had to pay $100,000. Now it's two hundred fifty. Those are some – that's a steep increase for each one, but I think it's money well spent, Trevor. Uh, yes, it is. And this is kind of go, what kind of led me into it. It was a obviously a very fun weekend for you, uh, with the exception of, I guess, Sunday maybe your – Steelers losing to TJ's Packers, but you're not really mm-hmm. a, that big a Steelers fan. So didn't no, no, that. biggest Steelers fan, you know. Yeah, uh, you, you probably didn't even know that was the loss that I just told you. No, uh, no, biggest Steelers fan, you know. Uh, but for but for me, despite it being very profitable, I had a very good profitable uh, Saturday. Uh, I think I went like six and one on my bets, uh, including. But and then Sunday was very roller coaster esque, like uh, betting day. Ooh, but roller coaster esque. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that word. That's that's a new word. I went. I went. I'll tell you that here in a second. What I mean by that, uh, it was a very, uh, very rough weekend for my my teams. Uh, Toronto. Yeah. Been, yeah. Well, uh, well you know Toronto what? season ended. Uh, I was. I did win Louisville plus seven, but obviously I lost. Right. Out right. of a loss to war. Uh, and then on Sunday, I did an eighteen parlay for twenty bucks. Would have won two grand. Went seven out of eight. The Lions are the only team I lost. Hmm. Was very yeah. bitter about that. That would hurt. And then, of course, the yeah. box, but I bet Kansas City. So, so. here, here's where we need to. Uh, I, I know that we're going to talk a lot of cats uh, today and the rest of the week, but we do need to take this opportunity to really pile on Trevor Kelsey because we didn't, we weren't able to get to it Friday. I mean, it was a part of the kind of Friday news dump because uh, he had a football commitment, Brandon White. Uh, hell, I was in his commitment video, Trevor, and we didn't even talk about it. On Monday, because that's how big of a weekend it was. Didn't even know it, but I do now. Also, if also, you don't know, now you get, know. Do we before we get really going? I just got a text, a text line, and I'm gonna send it over to you. But uh, it's I figure we, you know, we usually wait for the text, but we should probably give a shout out to text from TJ this morning already. Oh, uh, wants us to know that Lucy and Mom are doing great, and Lucy has more hair than the KRC boys combined, which isn't saying wow. Congratulations, Lucy Walker yes. is here. 
Yeah, uh, I didn't. I went on. I went on Facebook and social medias to see if he'd post any pictures last night before I went to bed, but he hadn't, which is surprising, knowing TJ. And uh, but yeah, yeah apparently uh, everything is good to get there. Good, and she's in the world now. She's here. She's right. Well, well, now, welcome now, to the KRC Duke, family, Lucy. Just welcome. Duke, Duke just needs about uh, waiting one me fifteen more years to start asking her out. Oh man, we'll be here before you know it. But congrats to the sports talker, yep. uh, Hannah and Lucy for making it. She did it. Good job, everybody. Uh, TJ, I'm sure he worked really hard telling Hannah to push. So <laughs> great job, TJ. Uh, hey, you yeah, did he's it. The one, he's the one who had to go get the, the, the nurses and tell them, get in here and give her those uh, drugs, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's an exciting time. The KRC family has grown by one. Uh, so w- welcome on in, Lucy. We're going to, it's, it's going to be a Grove Street party for you. Um, uh, man, we just need Kentucky to stay on this win streak. So, you know. Oh, I, I said this just now. I'm actually going for Kentucky to roll undefeated, and Louisville will be their first loss in the year. Well, you you should because that would never happen. Oh, uh, it's gonna happen. So I, was, I cannot wait. I, can't I mean, wait. I, here, here's the thing. Uh, we, let's let's get into this now with your teams because. I know that really that's probably best case scenario for your season right now is just to play spoiler for Kentucky. It's well, kind no. of similar to Kentucky a la Lamar Jackson. No, I, Louisville still has – I still have hopes and dreams for to, to be in the ACC title game. Oh, you, oh, I, ACC I, title game. Oh. Well, I don't know if you've noticed this, but the ACC is a pile of garbage this year. So there's <laughs> oh. no, there is no reason why we can't be top of the heat, baby. So here's the thing, Trevor. If the ACC is a pile of garbage, do you know what that makes a Louisville? A piece of, of garbage. Top of the gar- top of it all. <laughs> You're yeah. the banana peel that's always on top of the garbage pile in all the movies. I, 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 like, <laughs> if, if Kentucky wouldn't take winning the Kentucky SEC East for the first time, if the SEC East was a pile of garbage, you would you would not only not only would you accept it, you'd embrace it, and you should embrace it, and that's what Louisville's going to do. When we, mm. when we beat you and end your undefeated streak, and then, the no. game, and then we go to the ACC title game, and then we win the ACC title while you get just completely prison-treated by Alabama in the SEC title game, mm. and then we go to a BCS game, and you don't, despite only having like seven wins and you having like 12, oh, it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here, and the best okay. part is I'm going to take Will Howard from the station and bring him over to Louisville mm. to the South station. Oh no, that's we're not letting that happen because Howard is staying home. The cats will end up crushing the cards because the poor little cotton buds, they're a little beat up. Um, which you Kentucky, you think I would be this excited after a loss, don't you? I know, I know. That's <laughs> a, you know, see, this is how we know that Hurricane Kelsey is like, I, it's good to have you back, even if only for a week, because if you're this chesty after a loss, like, my god, which okay. I really want to know uh, how much are we blaming the refs for the loss? I, I need to get a good gauge on this, on who gets blamed, because it can't be the players, right? Like the players playing badly. It's got to be somebody else. So who's, who does the blame get cast to this week, Mr. Kelsey? Well, you've been hanging out with the BBN too much to think that's all I'm going to blame is the refs. I mean, that, that's that's your stick, right? Hell, I got I had UK fans texting me in the middle of the game already prepared to blame the refs because of the lack of pass interference calls against poor Wandale during your game. And by the way, that was was all forgotten as, as you won the game. 
No, obviously, yes. The officiating had some very bad mistakes in our game. You know, it's hard. It's amazing how you, they had a second left at the end of the half when they ran four, four plays in 10 seconds somehow. And we're sitting they had one second left. I, Wake Forest claims to be a very school of academics, but yeah, apparently math is not one of those things that they address. Uh, it's th- that was that was pretty BS. And there were, yes, obviously bad calls, but there's always bad mm-hmm. calls. You know, I've been the one, only one on this show ever in three years, opposed to you and TJ, who love to blame the officials in basketball more than anything. That's I've been, pro- I'm always pro ref. Yes, refs are going to make mistakes. They don't end the game. How brave of you, pro ref. I mean, I'm just saying, I just, it's so cliche to always blame the refs. Oh, they cost us the game. They're so bad. Blah, so blah, blah. if Ref- it wasn't referees, the refs. Referees are, referees are going to make mistakes. They made mistakes in the Louisville game. But in the end, Louisville still probably should have won. It sucks that, that Wake Forest got three points in the half they didn't earn, and that was end up being the final deficit. But there was, you know, points in the game. Louisville Malik, who obviously has played, by the way, very well the last few weeks. You know, he did miss still some open receivers, especially two that cost him touchdowns that ended up in no points both times. You know, those are those things bite you more than an official making you one or two bad calls. I, I, I'm glad to hear that you have turned on Malik because he, as hard as you were on him last year, Wolville is winless without him this year. He is your entire team. Oh, yeah. And when it, when he went out for like two series, that's I mean that's that's more of why you lost because you you missed out on those opportunities with him on the sideline for a little while. Yeah, and you point bring up another kind of referee's, you know, dropping of the ball because Louisville called a timeout to keep him in the game because he lost his helmet. Referee said, "No, no, you can't do that." And then, yeah, you can. Yeah, apparently that's the rule. Uh, so unfortunately, you know, it's 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 little things like that that do yes don't help and Louisville right now in a situation where they're literally everyone else on their schedule. This includes Clemson because you, if you haven't seen Clemson's offense is just, you know, horse poo poo, uh, despite having the talent, their defense obviously is still very good, but their the offense struggles. Louisville on no one else on their schedule. Kentucky probably is the toughest team on their schedule, but no one is not out of reach of Louisville beating. Kentucky's offense still is not as awesome as you may think it is. Your defense clearly is still carrying you. And despite the fact that you think your quarterback is God, no one that puts mayonnaise in their coffee is God. That's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, And I'll tell you right now, I will say, I will tell you this. Will Levis still average, but when you have a weapon like Wondell Robinson, who is freaking awesome, it's going to make you look a little better than you really are. Well, I'm I'm glad that this is where you brought us to, Trevor. I'm you got to get your the Louisville off your chest. I, I do need to also. Uh, we got two hours. I ain't gonna stop talking about Louisville. You, you, yeah, you. yeah. We need to talk about how their coach is gonna get fired after the year. Uh, their basketball coach. So that's oh, well. that's exciting. Uh, but before we get to all of that, you did bring up Will Levis in the Kentucky offense, and that's something that we I think briefly touched on yesterday. Uh, but it's going to be it, – it's kind of it, – we all – I found it really funny, Trevor, that the perception of the win in the wins this year, how they changed just based on opponent. You know, oh, it was an ugly win against Chattanooga. It was an ugly win against South Carolina. Greatest win ever against Florida. And it's like, well – still the ugly. Offense, <laughs> the offense didn't really play – any better they 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 struggled mightily uh one of eight on third down and 
I mean, I think Levis, he completed six passes. Is that right? I've got uh, the stats right here. Six of 15 for 74 yards. And uh, how many of those were on one play? 41 of those were on one play. And it was Wondell Robinson just going to town. So th- that's a concern. I mean, that's essentially what we got here was a reverse Texas A&M, where in that game against Texas A&M, this was the home field version of it, where the defense played incredible in that A&M game. You had Wayne Bowden make one play on a screen pass, but aside from that, the offense didn't really do much down there. Uh, and Kentucky lost at Kyle Field, kind of had its way. Kentucky didn't make plays at the end. This time, UK had home field advantage. The defense made the big plays when they really needed it. In Kentucky's offense, their yards per play, yards per attempt, everything has kind of gone down over the last few weeks. And Mark Stoop said yesterday that, hey, you know, I, I'm not worried about it yet. We're we're close. And, you know, I, I think Stoops has at least bought enough uh, bought enough leeway, bought enough time for us to say, okay, you know what? It, the head man, I mean, he's earned the right to at least give him another week. And the way that he explained it essentially is that Kentucky, in a lot of cases where they're close, it's, uh, you know, and it gets kind of cliche to say one or two guys are messed up, but essentially they have certain schemes, certain plays dialed up and they're looking for a certain coverage to be able to exploit. Sometimes it's there, and sometimes it's not. Now, when it's there, you have to execute. And the problem is is that Kentucky, they've had those opportunities, and they haven't executed them. They've either missed their open guys, Levis's eyes are in the wrong place, and then when they try to run that play again, it's not there. So... You know, you get a couple first downs with Chris Rodriguez, you go back to that one play, and instead of making that big play, you you take a bad sack, and then the drive is kind of derailed. That's where that offense has been as of late. Um, and uh, now it doesn't help that this is probably – that was probably the second best defense they'll face all season. From yeah, a, not, Georgia's the best defense in the SEC. They're even better than you, but this doesn't mean – that's not saying you aren't that good. It's just Georgia's defense is just scary freaking Yeah, off. yeah. Georgia's defense is going to be even better than the one that they face against Florida. But Florida's no joke. Um, you know, they've they've got some guys up front. And LSU, they're going to have some talented athletes as well. Um, but what what we there's no denying, Trevor, even as butt slapper as I like to be at times, Will Ooh. Levis did look rattled at point Saturday, where in that pocket he was uncomfortable. Because Florida was in tight man coverage. There weren't people open right away. And he had pressure in his face. And he, he didn't look comfortable. And I'm not alarmed. But there is a sense of we we can't have we, – we've got to turn this around quickly because you can't let your defense – you can't rely on them to not only – hold the other team to 13 points, but also to give you free points and give you that touchdown and then give you the ball on the 20 yard line for you to only go 20 yards for a score. You can't be completely wrong on the defense or else we're back to square one in the Mark Stoops era. I mean, this really isn't anything to be a shock. I mean, the, the offense, and listen, Mark Stoops offense is second tier to him. And, and, and it, it is a good issue. The difference about this year's offense and his past offense is two things. One, his quarterback is being a, 
while still turning the ball over. He got six interceptions this year. He's he's the the turnovers aren't as as badly timed as they have been in the past. And two, he has a weapon that you've never had. He's Wanda Robinson is the, is a slot receiving weapon that you thought Lynn Bowden was and wasn't ever. Uh, Bowden obviously was more effective as a running quarterback play wide receiver playing quarterback, but was it was he less was a very inconsistent slot receiver and had his issues, which is probably why he's just I think he's disappeared in purgatory in Miami in the last few years since he's been there. Wandale is a game changer, and you I and listen, I you you knew it coming in, but then again, you say that about every recruit you get, so it was kind of hard to you know cipher. Oh, oh, suck it, buddy. And, and it's like you know. I can't, it was hard to tell you, so I was taking it with a grain of salt. But he is, he is, gives you that game changing, you know, weapon. It's going to get a 60 yard, 70 yard touchdown, you know, out of the passing game that you never had. And the running game is still going to be there when it's not dropping the ball on the, on the turf. And, but it's still going to stay consistent because that is your MO, it's your offense. And that's just, that's what you are. Kentucky is a 1980s Big Ten team in 2020s SEC. And it shouldn't be a surprise because that's, that's who Stoops is. He's a guy, you know, it's going to recruit Ohio, Pennsylvania, Midwest. He's an Ohio guy. That's just his mentality. And, it's, you know, it's weird to say it, but it's it, it's going to work because, you know, the tide changes, the pendulum swings. And, the you know, that this type of team has kind of come back around in the SEC opposed to the last 30 years. It's been, you know, the run and shoot, spread the ball around. And some teams are still going to do that, obviously. But that's not what Kentucky – that's not their image. That's not who they are. They're a defensive team that's going to play ball control, and it's just – that hasn't changed this year. Right. Well, except for the fact that you have now kind of that weapon outside the running back position that is more consistent and more deadly of a threat. And it doesn't have to be, a, you know, guys getting, you know, eight catches for four, 300 yards or 200 yards each week, but – He's the threat to make those one or two. And that's, that's all you need sometimes when you have a defense that's solid and going to hold people under 20 points is a guy to make just maybe two plays a game. Well, and he, here's the thing. And he made them against notwithstanding your Lynn Bowden slander. I know you're just very jealous because Lynn Bowden rushed for 1,700 yards wow. on the I gave one him, game. I gave him credit as a quarterback, but as a slot receiver, I mean, Louisville's had better receivers than Lynn Bowden over the last two years. Yeah, okay. Uh, he wasn't the best, but he was g- good enough, made some big plays in his time. And I will say, there's no doubt that Wondell Robinson has more juice. He's he's He has more top-end speed in the open field. And you're right. that the, the, the key here, that what this Kentucky offense was doing early on in the season, that it hadn't in previous years, is that Will Levis was making some throws on third down. When third and long happened, you didn't just like run a draw and go like you didn't just Tap wave out. the white tail. Exactly. Like that that was the problem with previous teams is you did not you were not able to lean on the passing game at all to move the sticks. And I mean, for Christ's sakes, that bootleg, Kentucky has tried it three times and every time it gets blown up. Like they've got to be able to do those little things that they haven't been able to execute in past weeks. They're going to have to do that against a talented LSU team that's going to play press coverage. Wandale's going to have to work hard to get open. Kentucky's going to have to be able to buy Levis enough time, and he's going to have to throw in some tight windows. That's really where this game can be won or lost. And if Kentucky, going into this LSU game, if they can hit the Tigers in the mouth early, maybe you get those wheels spinning and falling off quicker than normal because 
there's some stuff going on there. And we've got to get to a break. We can talk about Coach O's kind of awkward press conference can, can, uh, on can the we, other side. Can but we all agree that what I said a couple years ago, like I, like I said with Belichick, how he's overrated and everybody's now going, oh, Trevor, for the last 10 years you've been telling us this, and you were actually right. Coach O was overrated. He's he was an he's an average coach who fell into a once in a lifetime team, and LSU is soon very quickly discovering that. Yeah, okay. I think that everybody, I don't think ever anybody ever gave Coach O credit for being the mastermind though. Oh, like they yeah, loved him they and they were happy for him. But no, but Joe Brady got all that credit, dude. Like oh, he should get the credit. Now let's look. I mean, look at I'm not even the credit of that, but just I mean, you've got that team had two. Possibly, basically, Pro Bowl wide receivers and a Pro Bowl quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, he also deserves yeah. credit for getting them there. Like, like I and I think that's what everybody always that he was always the orchestrator, he was the motivator, but he was never the X's and O's guy. And here's the thing: he's still getting some of those guys there, but when he lost those coaches, things haven't really been the same, and you haven't had that same culture, that I same mean, buy-in, and it, they've struggled. Is it safe to say that uh, Brady was uh, Mark Stoops' big dog? No, like, because Mark Stoops and Coach O are pretty much the same, but they have great. They have an assistant underneath them that. that no, it's not. It's actually like you. It couldn't be even closer, like further away. Like oh, okay. Because here's the thing, Coach O hasn't. Vince came with him, with Mark, and Vince has never been a big X's and O's guy. He's always been the recruiter, the bouncing ideas off guy. Brady was the X's and O's guy that came yeah. in. Like Cohen, that's what they want Cohen to be. And here's the thing: Cohen's hit a midseason wall. He's hit a, you know, he's had some really good scripts. Kentucky scored on the its first drive in three of the first four games, uh, and now they've starting to hit a wall. Uh, he's seen some stuff that, like, that just he's not used to seeing because college defenses are different than NFL defenses, and learning how to burst through that wall. That's where he's at right now. We've hit a little bit of a wall. Kentucky's offense, they've got to get it rocking and rolling. And LSU, you know, it could, it could be a get-right spot. They have the worst pass defense in the SEC. So we'll see. we got to talk more about LSU after oh, yeah. the break. Um, and we also have to make fun of Trevor's best, favorite basketball team. Also his favorite NFL team, too. The Eagles stink. So we're going to get to that and so much more. When we come back, this is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Nick Roush. He's Trevor Kelsey right here on the Big X Sports Radio. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. With Walker and Roush. That was the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. Let's go! That was the sultry sounds of Trevor Kelsey singing. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Nick Roush. We've got Douglas, the producer, bringing us on today. As uh, the sports talker, a new dad, listens to the show from afar. Uh, I hope you're enjoying those futons, TJ. They're the most uncomfortable thing you'll ever see. Oh, ever. no. I saw TJ sent a picture of the, the the room to Rutherford show yesterday. I mean, you talk about, I mean, old, no, old, well, 
Only the Walker family would have like the penthouse at the at the hospital. I mean, this room is huge. No, no. See, here's the thing, Trevor. I think that was the delivery room. That's different than the postpartum room where you you hang out after the baby's born. Once hoping- the baby's born, you've got that like the tiny little couch thing that's a bed, and it's it's um oh I'm trying to think of the movie, but essentially like imagine me like big guy on tiny bed with just his arms and legs hanging off of all that. That's, that's what it feels like. Unfortunately, that's because you and me are bigger than your average normal human being. Luckily TJ probably would fit on that little love seat. He's still a pretty large guy. He's, he's been dusting, you know, so, you know, that he he hasn't started, he hasn't grown anymore since I last seen him. I I saw him just like, like, I don't know. I heard he, I heard, I hear you hit an extra growth spurt in your thirties. No, (laughs) Uh, unfortunately, it's not for Terry because I, I stopped by and dropped off the baby gifts to him last week, and he was—he's he's, still—he—he he hasn't gotten—he's gotten like maybe a little wider, but not 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 vertically taller. So, but you know, I, I'm not sure what hospital they're at. I, I hope they're at the 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 one by the summit. That's the one I've had to go to recently when I've had my issues. And that place is—I mean, you talk about four star hotel, uh, hotel in the equal under the name of a hospital. It's it's nice. I mean, you get your own private rooms. Yeah, I get. It's, it's definitely better than the than the Nortons over there on Dupont. Where yeah, but they don't they don't let you smoke cigarettes there though. So you do well. You're, you're not, in trouble. Well, you're not supposed to air quote smoke in the in the garden uh, <laughs> area. But uh, I, a little birdie told me that both right and left hand cigarettes were smoked there at certain points. <laughs> uh, you're not you're not supposed to. It's frowned upon. Oh, I'm sure know, it is. But, but sure uh, it still it still was done. Trust me. Every time I was there, as well as uh, visiting a friend who was there too at one time. Mm, sure, it is. Uh, Trevor, we need to get back to talking a little bit of Kentucky football. But first, we need to talk, we need to talk about salsaritas because I can't think of anything more delicious, especially on a Tuesday, a Taco Tuesday. Here's the thing. Yesterday was actually National Taco Day. They should have had it on a Tuesday. But in case you miss National Taco Day, you can celebrate your Taco Tuesday at Salsaritas today by visiting one of their two locations. They've got one in Middletown that has a drive-thru. It's nice and convenient. They've also got one at St. Matthew's. You can order ahead by downloading the app. You're going to save some money. It's convenient. You run in. You run out. You get that hot salsa. You get some of that fresh guacamole some of that delicious queso, some wildly addictive chips, and you've got yourself a spectacular Tuesday on your hands at Salsaritas. It's deliciously different. I Download the I, app. Visit them today. I didn't know yesterday was Taco Taco Day. I, I went to Salsaritas last night after the Rathbird show. Ooh. And uh, I, I was getting off, and at the time, I thought, you know, I could, I could do some tacos. It's, you know, it was about seven o'clock. I wanted. To, I was like, I gotta get there because they cl- they close kind of early at Salsaritas. You know, they mm-hmm. want you to get home to the They're family. respectable establishment, right? Yeah, it's a good. Exactly. Makes it a great place to work. You know. So uh, yeah, I went there and got me uh, some three, uh, six soft tacos and some talk and some and some quesadilla. I mean, uh, some uh, queso. And I took the advice of one of our texters on the show in the past. Have said, just ask for the extra seasoning, and that's what oh, I did. Man. I got a big cup of seasoning. I'm looking right at it. And I put, I went on and put it in a shaker. I had an extra salt shaker. I put it in there. Oh, salted that onto the uh, fry, onto the chips, and with some still left, thinking, man, I can't wait to get some like bland, crinkly fries from Arby's. Are the most bland things you'll ever eat. Man, <laughs> I cannot. I, I kid you not. Like they are just the the 
worst fries ever. They have no flavor whatsoever. And I cannot wait maybe to get some this time now and, you know, cheat and put a little of this sauceria seasoning on them and maybe make the Arby's crinkle fries worth actually getting instead of just eating one and throwing the rest out to the birds. I mean, I don't know why you would get Arby's crinkle fries when they have curly fries. but I, you know. I'm not a huge curly fry guy. Yeah, well, that's on you, buddy. You're, well, you're really missing out. I mean, just like the the LSU Tigers are going to be missing out this Saturday at Kroger Field. It's really, is, that, is that how you segued into it? That's how I segued I into mean, it. Because Here's the thing, Trevor. We could go down a French fry rabbit hole and just be stuck there for another hour and a half. And I don't want to do that to our listeners. It's a big week. I don't uh, think definitely they don't mind sometimes, but okay. Yes, but <laughs> if you all want French Rock Talk, by all means, text it into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I love French fries as much as the next guy. So, um, you know, uh, but we we do need to talk a little bit more about Kentucky LSU this weekend. Uh, Kentucky will be without Marquan McCall. Uh, I'm I'm – I'm hearing four to six weeks uh, with Bully, uh, and when you've got a bigger guy like that too, I tend to think it's more towards the six-week end of that, uh, which is not good, no bueno, uh, but at least when you lose that guy, you've got Josiah Hayes and Justin Rogers right after him. Two guys who both played well against Florida, two guys that were Top 200 recruits, I think Hayes was like uh, 140 overall when he committed to Kentucky. And you'll never get this too, but when he picked Kentucky over Ole Miss, two weeks later they dropped him like 60 spots in the rankings. Funny how that works sometimes. Um, But nevertheless, two talented guys. Now, uh, Stoops said that Hayes did get quote-unquote dinged up, which I don't know what dinged up means. I don't know if that's like you can get a little shoulder bruise or, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly, uh, but Kentucky is physically. They're going to be, they're going to be banged up. They, they had been relatively healthy through the first four games of the season. Now Good we're thing starting. You cleared the Kentucky six when you did. I mean, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously, like it, it's a good thing they're back because Kentucky needs them. Uh, they they got some valuable help from Joel Williams. Last week, uh, he he played some crucial snaps. Uh, didn't expect that from him, uh, but it's they needed it. They needed it, so it it is good to have those guys back. But um, so Kentucky, they're they're going to be physically not all the way there. Stoop said yesterday, though, you know, there's there's no time for hangover. We got to keep pushing forward. Meanwhile, at Coach O's press conference, he spent. About 10 minutes. It wasn't the longest press conference. He, he kind of kind of like Dan Mullen, you know, was getting in and out rather quickly. Um, let's see here. I'm going to hit the timestamp real quick. 10 minutes and 40 seconds on the Coach O press conference. And a lot of the time was him saying, ultimately, I'm responsible for this team. Bob, like, it, it was a lot of, I'm taking responsibility for us being a bunch of losers. And... <laughs> I don't know if you're paraphrasing or folk. Oh, actually said that because I could see him saying it. <laughs> well, it, it was the LSU's loss to Auburn. This is the first time they've lost to Auburn since 1999 at home. Uh, Cole Kublik was playing for Auburn the last time that the Tigers won in Baton Rouge. So this was a big time 
I don't want to say it was like Tennessee, just they're <laughs> disgusted and can't believe that they're they've lost a game to Kentucky, but that's kind of that's kind of what their fans think of losing that game to Auburn. They're disgusted, they're put off. And now Ed Orgeron is kind of at a crossroads. Kentucky is the first of five straight ranked opponents they're playing. And I think Coach O knows that it's time to put up or shut up. And that that kind of apology tour he had at yesterday's press conference tells me that, listen, he's very well aware of what's going on down there, the unhappiness that settled in everywhere. And really, it's put up or shut up. I, I, I That was redundant in me saying it, but... I mean, the not-so-wild secret here is boosters are essentially saying, like, well, we'll give him a chance at Kentucky, but if he loses to Kentucky, he's getting fired. We've got ourselves another Steve Spurrier situation here, Trevor, (laughs) where if Kentucky wins, you could have a head coach fired. If not the following week, it could – the wheels will be put in motion to where he's no longer their coach uh, by season's end. There's a big difference. I think Spurrier kind of resigned more than got literally fired because he – of the shame that he actually couldn't beat Kentucky, which is reasonable to probably step down if you're a football coach in SEC. And uh, Coach O will probably get legitimately fired because if there's anything, it would be just a nail in the coffin of what was a bad year last year. It's been a down year this year, at least turned by expectations for LSU. Worst thing he may have ever done was win the national title. No. It might might cost him his job at LSU. If he could have. They didn't win that. Then again, I guess you could. They would still be mad. They did win the national title with such a great team. But I mean, that's that's going to be the the end. His, his success will be his his downfall. No, no, that's no, Trevor. No, winning a national title is a good thing. Like, what? What do you? What do you? That is the craziest thing. You've said some crazy things on this radio show, but his downfall was winning a national title. What are you talking about, Trevor? He's going to end his career at LSU sooner than it probably would have normally. No, he's eight years in. He would have been fired already if he didn't have a year like that. He is not eight years in at LSU. <laughs> he is. He has not been there eight years. He's been there. He. he if, if I'm off by one, it's he's been there longer than you think. So he was that irrelevant at LSU before he won the national title? Ed Orgeron right now, it's 2016 to present. So 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Six years. Sorry. Six season. I got got a little overzealous there. But they fired coaches for much less over there. Trevor, I I think if – so here's the thing. To your take. I can I can peel it back and maybe get to some truth in it. Oh, where, I, I thought UK fans didn't peel stuff anymore. I thought you just ate it straight like the banana. Ah, <laughs> okay, that was good. Uh, okay. I'll tip my cap to you there. Right, that was good. That was good. Um, but I, if you were going to, if if you were go, if there was going to be a grain of truth to what your statement is, part of LSU's problem is that, yes, they lost Joe Brady and Dave Aranda. Like, their success from that season got those coaches bigger and better jobs. Those defensive coordinators that played took a huge – they they were as big a reason as them winning that title as Coach O. You know what I mean? Like, they, they played a significant role in it. So, the success leads them to leave. But I think the, the biggest thing here, Trevor, is that 
the culture there, when everything's winning, it's great because you've got guys like that who are swagger on a hundred thousand trillion. Shout out to my old drop. But when things are going wrong, then you get guys who are, you know, I'm too good for this bleep. Like the culture there can quickly unravel. Whereas when you've got all those dudes who are buying in, it's great. But when they're not, then it's uh, okay. I'm just ready to get to the NFL, which might be the case for Derek Stingley Jr. Um, you, you get some strong opt-out vibes from that guy who's their most talented corner, uh, but hasn't played. He's got a foot injury. Um, so uh, you, you had a ton of opt-outs last year. Um, now, they were able to rally. They got that big win at Florida. And, and maybe this is a case where O is at his best when he's backed into a corner. And he comes out and he gets his team – firing all cylinders and if not the wheels are falling off like this is a real make or break game for lsu and if kentucky come out strong early that 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 punch back might not they might not have a counter punch so um that 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 i think that's to the heart of your issue trevor i think getting those kind of guys from that title team to hang around like it's good to an extent but when things don't go well, they're the first ones to jump ship. And I, I think that's where you, some of your take could be correct. Well, I think my take is that he's added less less miles as talented players, and now he's back to mediocrity. I mean, he's, they're, they're gone now. The last Yeah, Joe last Burrow, time. famous less miles recruit. Well, he he was a, was a transfer, but Chase and uh, Jefferson were both less miles recruits. Were they? I'm pretty Four sure. Four years they, down the road? I mean, you gotta remember he, he, yeah, he, well, he, he took over half his first year. This is only technically his fifth full season. I mean, and also you, I mean, I, I okay, I'm not buying this and either. And he was like over, a primary. Like, he, he was a main over, recruiter there in 2015. You he know? took over for Les Miles and went nine wins, ten wins, national title. That's three years removed from Les Miles, so his entire class is gone. Now it's five wins and three wins. He's looking at 500 hmm. for the second straight year. Interesting. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just an extended, more extended version of what you know Ron Cooper did with all the house Schnellberger town. I mean, but Jamar Chase was a coach of recruit, you know. That, well, I'm right? sure like, he recruit. was a member of the 2018 recruiting class. Um, you know, they also so, felt backwards. You know, Jefferson was a walk on. I mean, he was like, he was, he was like, what, was it? Was recruit. Justin Jefferson really a walk on? That's he was, crazy. He was like a two star recruit. Yeah, I mean, he was just a local kid they they just threw a bone to. Wow, that's and, crazy. And I don't think Chase was even a huge recruit when he came in. I and mean, Burrow, obviously, Burrow was just kind of, you know, the guy just getting out of, you know, he was a good recruit, but he was lost at Ohio State. So, I mean, it's, yeah. And I don't know, I guess, who I don't know about Edward Slayer, but he could have been a big recruit. I don't know that one off the top of my head. But uh, to your bad point, Jamar Chase was a four-star recruit, top 100 player overall. Okay, he so. might have been. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can look up Jefferson. He was only a two-star. But there's no denying that there is some stuff that's been going on over there since the national title game. Uh, you know, it's almost like uh, every other uh, I know you probably didn't ring, read all the Kingsmen, but I feel like there are just a lot of tragic Louisiana figures, and this could be the case with Coach O as well. Uh, where men, by the way, what is it? Great, great, great novel, 20th century novel that's like kind of based off Huey Long. But uh, you know, I, Holly, it, it was like the one book that I got recommend, like I had to read for school that I really liked. Uh, 
Really love that book. I, but I, I don't know how he long, Huey Long is, but I did read a book about Huey Lewis once. No, Huey Long, big time politician in Louisiana. Where uh, here's the thing: in Louisiana, you get these fig- these figures who do great things, um, but then they kind of lose control and things spiral. And there's been a lot of off the field stuff. You've had the um, sexual assault kind of uh, accusations and Title IX investigations. Uh, you've had. Uh, I mean, hell, they had ke- just recently, Kevin Falk's daughter was a trainer. She tragically passed away. You've had guys hitting the portal, guys opting out um, suspiciously. There was a lot of talk, too, when you had the guys transferring to Kentucky, Darrell Rosenthal and Kelvin Joseph, where they're talking about, uh, is LSU's drug policy too stringent? Um, there's, there's talk of uh, you've got their five-star running back who's academically ineligible, and they're trying to fight it. They've got lawyers fighting. There's just a lot of stuff happening over there. And Coach O is putting out fires all over the place. Can he put out enough fires and get his team to buy in enough to win this week at Kentucky? I don't think so. I, mean, I, I, so I like you all. I didn't think you'd beat Florida. I thought it was I, – I, I picked you, and I, I didn't bet the Kentucky with the points. I regret not betting it because I did like Kentucky getting the points against Florida. On Saturdays, I said I was. I had a very good Saturday. I took Louisville. I had Alabama. I had Georgia. The only game I lost was Western. Damn you, Toppers! Oh man, they had the back door. The back door was there I too. Know, they I know. It was. It could have walked in. Uh, I had. I, I bet against your uncle. I took Minnesota, so I won there. <clears throat> I actually had a really good Saturday betting wise, despite the loss. So I guess it was kind of you know the, the evening out in, in, in my world, but would have rather almost had the less profit in a Louisville win, but nonetheless. I did. I, I and the only reason I kind of picked you know not to beat Florida, but to be close was because just I mean, why not? I mean, that's just kind of the story of the last like pretty much like six years. You six times you played them, you know, all but in mean, five of the last six you've gotten close, but no cigar. So I thought, you know, why the hell? Why, why make things change? You know, in case you hadn't won, you had then. In case you don't know, because it wasn't said every freaking snap of the game, you weren't watching the game on TV. They, they hadn't, you know, you hadn't beaten them since 1986 at home. Uh, it was reminded we were reminded of it every play uh, until the very end. Even when they're storming the field, they're like this is their first win since 1986. I felt like the announcer next to Dan Fouts and Happy and in, uh, in Waterboy were like, "We know, we know, we know." You don't leave it all on the line. Yeah, it's all on the line. They haven't won since 1986 here. We know this. Thank you, Dan. Uh, but I think I, I did like y'all beating LSU going despite last this week's result, and I still do. I mean, yeah, I just not, can't have a hangover. You cannot let honestly, one win turn into a loss. The hangover I'd be more worried about is if you could somehow beat Georgia and then go to Mississippi State. That would be the hangover <laughs> game I would be worried about. Oh, I, I, trust me, I am. I'm already worried. I mean, about you might you might want to be worried about that game even if you don't beat Georgia and you just come close to them, or if you get smoked by. Lose Georgia anyway. That's the game I'd be most worried about right now. Not the home game against LSU. Wow. Trevor Kelsey's already giving the Cats a win over LSU. Mark it down, baby. Woohoo. I love it. Could I be doing reverse? I love it. Could I be serious? I don't know. Let's let you decide. Oh, I love it. We need to get to our daily double break at the top of the hour. What would be Virginia at home, too, by the way, in case you're wondering? Oh, (laughs) funny joke, Trevor. Very funny joke. We're going to have more funny jokes when we come back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Nick Roush, Trevor Kelsey. We'll be right back. 
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome in to hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. Here on Tuesday, October the 5th. Nick Roush and Trevor Kelsey hanging out with you and Douglas, the producer on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. Talking a little Kentucky football on our Tuesday. We've got listeners everywhere. We appreciate you all for tuning in live. There's a bunch of different ways to listen. We've got the call-in number. That's probably what the sports talkers listen at on, the call-in number. It's it's one of the more handy-dandy ways to listen to the show i prefer 563-999-3250 um but you know they'll give you different numbers yeah i get i get a new one each day actually they send me a text at like at like 315 every day with my new number of the day and one of the texters actually texted in the first hour asking for a call number if you're listening and wonder why you got you're listening on a different number than what Roush just gave out, it's because I just gave you the most recent one they sent me yesterday. Yeah, they, they they have different ones. I don't know how the technology works, but hey, is as long as I'm, it's working fine by us. Uh, as long as the podcasts are working fine by us. Which Trevor, I've got to, I've got to tell a, a brief story here. Okay. Where, is it an entertaining story, or is this going to be like a return to the Roush overhyped story? Uh, if you like, if if my misery gives you joy, then yes, it'll be entertaining. Well, that depends how miserable you are. How it will depend on how joyous I am. But go on. So, yesterday, my Mondays—they're pretty long days. We have the Mark Stoops press conference. Yeah. Usually, grinding out some posts for you know four or five hours after that. Then I get then we we record a KSR football podcast. I get home about eight, nine o'clock. You know, it can be a long day. Well, yesterday it was it was a big day around the KSR compound. Mark Stoops did an interview with uh, uh, the Pennant Deep Boys, uh, Max Duffy and Miles Butler. That podcast is going to drop in a few hours. What's it called? Uh, Pennant Deep. That's okay. you know, kind yeah, of special teams. Yeah. Nod. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not a dirty personally, but okay. Yeah, but. So afterwards, they bring the equipment up, and I'm so I was like, "All right, I'm going to set ours up, get our podcast rocking and rolling." And for some reason, the audio is—it's coming in a little weird. And like, I, I don't know what the deal is. So I've got to do a lot of tinkering, but I think I've got it down pat. Um, I think I've got it right, and I, I'm having to do a little bit more during the show than I would like because it sounds a little hot. But you know, whatever. It just producer problems, right? Some inside baseball, but we're figuring it out. I know all about producer problems. I can relate. Well, I, I have the ultimate producer problem when I go to plug in the audio and it sounds like we're coming in on a tin can. And <laughs> it's like, oh, no, what what happened? Because here's the thing. When we record our podcast, what you hear through your headset is not what the recorder hears. So... In order for me to test it live, like I, I'm just kind of looking at levels. I'm not exactly hearing what they're saying. So I'm I'm looking at this stuff and I think it's fine. But then when I go to listen to the audio, I'm like, oh no, go oh no. What the hell is going on here? Am I, I, I going like, to be able to save this? I feel like that's how it's going to be for me on this show right now because, and Douglas, you're listening back to do I sound, do I sound echoey at all to this morning, Douglas? I think you sound okay, Trevor. 
I don't think you sound that echoey at all. Well, I'm, what I'm worried about is that told, I Douglas told says no. So, because okay. I, I told you just turn the break and then see there, but I'm having like some stuff done around my house, and one of the things is I had all the carpet pulled. Oh, so it's gonna it's gonna create an echo if exactly. you don't have a carpet. Exactly. I mean, yeah. now I've got hardwood. Not to mention like almost all the stuff in my like you know my man cave room has been moved out. Oh wow! It's not even room. a man cave anymore if there's no stuff in there. Yeah, like the couch got pulled out. A bunch of the, like two of my tables got pulled out because they're they're clearing room and and to, to do to finish the flooring. And so I, I I could see there being more of a kind of a, a yeah more of an echo chamber in this small room I'm in with the door closed right now because I well, know the dark is a dog's will possibly bark. Not to me speaking of dogs, my girls are not taking kindly to this hardwood. I'm, I'm sure they're not. They, they are not going to it. Yeah. Poor Arya. I mean, I, my heart bleeds. She can't get up in the bed because she slips every time she tries to jump in my bed, mm. and that's not good because she is a bed fiend. She mm. loves sleeping in bed with me. Well, um, go back to the story about your poor production now. See, here's the thing. I did, I started eventually like the wheels started turning. Oh my God. What's wrong? Is something wrong with the equipment? What, what, what's the deal here? So I go back, I start testing. I'm testing every single thing. I'm like, there, the board is fine. Like I, I'm turning the knobs, like the knobs are where they're supposed to be. Like what in the, what is wrong? How is this not, how is this not working? And then, I go to pick up the recorder. The plug that goes from the board to the recorder is in the wrong spot. It's in the oh, you buffoon. So the entire podcast is just recorded from the, the audio from our, it's garbage. It's dog poop in a good hour and 10. It's like two hours of my life. I'm not getting back. And it's an hour of good content that just flushed down the toilet. I was... I was very mad. I, I mean, was I, myself. I mean, I, Trevor, you did not want to be around me last night. <laughs> so I, 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 it's it's one of those I things. Like I haven't should, done I something like this should. stupid in like four years. The fact that it wasn't, I was, I'm just so ticked off. And if you are a listener to the KSR Football Podcast, my apologies. I'm gonna try to salvage it. I don't know if I can. I'm just. Oh, I was I, mean, I was devastated yesterday. So, so I mean your your podcast to recap the first time you've beaten Florida at home since 1986 is just total garbage. Just total and utter garbage. And oh, the worst no. part too is Freddie. Freddie was on one. He was like all jacked up on God knows what. He had Fox like extra caffeine. That. He was fired up. He's ready to go out and play LSU today. And it was just instead we we get dog poop. I'm just I'm so ticked off. Freddie I mean, luckily. Luckily, we have 17,000 other football podcasts to listen to, but man. That's not good. I mean, I mean Freddie Maggard's like the UK John Ramsey. I mean, he probably picked y'all to go undefeated this year anyway to be the beginning of the season. Actually, he was a little de- – he's down on the offense right now. So. Well, he has every right to be. He should be. It's not – the offense is mediocre as usual. But, man, I was just <sighs> – I was very upset. Well, I was very I'm, upset. Does, so, does, me, does me being on with you today cheer you up a little bit? Maybe, maybe. But please, I, I need you all to don't let me off the hook easy, okay? No, don't. Don't let me off the hook. Give me plenty of hell on the Thornton's text line. Yeah. 502-414-1450. And by all means, please uh, make your day better by starting it at Thornton's. Use your refreshing rewards card when you get those delicious coffee and donuts in the morning i even treat normally i'm a coffee black drinker 
Trevor, I treat myself to a little bit of that that French vanilla creamer when I go to Thornton's. It's like a nice little ooh sweet treat. <laughs> I'm not a coffee guy. I do get some donuts at Thornton's. There's a Thornton's right next to the studio where we do the rest of the show. So every day I stop there after the show and grab me. You know, the one thing they do have that other than the donuts that I love is one, they have an entire working kitchen in there. Yeah. Uh, they make stuff and they have I don't know if all I'm a, I don't know how all the Thornton's have it for, for the listeners' sake, but I know the one on Tilt Road does it. They have like these hot pretzels with pepperonis on them. Oh my lord, you talk wow. about it. I'll grab a couple of those, have one after the show, and then I mean there's nothing at, at midnight in that sense of mind that, that tastes better than a pepperoni uh, pretzel. I mean, that's just like to go in the kitchen at like eleven thirty and be like, Oh, what do I have to eat in here? you know. And you see that pretzel sitting on there from on the stove, you're like, Oh yes. It's like hallelujah. You know, you hear it in your head and it's like, Oh, this is great. That's oh, all I'm going to have. Thorns, they've got it all. Check them out today. Let's get to the Thorns text on 502-414-1450. After, after, after we do that, I know one thing they could cheer you up from your podcast. You can talk about Chris Mack with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we've got to do that. Um, but one, this is going to cheer me up, too. A texter asks, can tomorrow be a suck it day and read Florida sad tweets and message boards? Well, uh, Justin Rowland, he is he – is he has gathered some of the saddest message board posts from the rivals community over there. I think it's like Gator bait or Gator tails, or I don't know, something like that. I don't think they're uh, allowed to be Gator bait anymore. A texture. <laughs> that got shot down by soapbox Twitter. The, these two are fun though. Uh, one person posted, this is probably one of the most disappointing losses I have witnessed. No reason for it. Should ever lose to Kentucky in this fashion this is potentially a program changing loss we will now see how invested Mullen the staff and the players to this mythical Gator standard that's the type of guy that gets to a red light and he contemplates suicide I mean <laughs> seriously dude I mean it's I mean just... <laughs> oh man there's also frankly this program is crap lousy recruiting lousy coaching lousy everything what is the point if you are not willing to go for it all? Dan is done. The rest of his time is just a waste of our time. <laughs> I mean, good lord, dude! But this is the type of guy that smacks his kid around for spilling his milk. I oh. mean, dude, I mean, I, I love the hyperbolic uh, comments from from Florida fans, but yeah, I mean, let's let's take a step back, guys. I mean, <laughs> oh man, Mullen is not a championship caliber coach. He will never win the SEC. What a long national championship with Mullen. Oh man, this is great. I mean, uh, I can't wait to get to the one that says bring back Spurrier. I mean, that hasn't been brought up yet. It's a I mean, this is a branch, this is a program that was like happy that they only lost by two to Alabama. Oh my gosh. This this is a backhanded kind of stab, but this is really funny. Two losses to this garbage team in 35 years, both by Dan. He might win a few more games than Zook, Muschamp, and Mac, but he's ultimately the same and will never win squat here. Championships are the goal. He's not it. And no, he's not going to magically be a dabo either. Did you say Mac? McElwain. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the yeah. shark hunter, yeah. Uh, I'm done. Two losses in Kentucky is unforgettable. Oh, this one's really good. We are Mississippi State. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, that's some good stuff. Yeah, it, it does have to bring, yeah. It, it, it's the joy of beating Florida for the first time at home since 1986. I like to remind everybody of that, just like they did on TV. Uh, then – that was not the, your biggest joy. The, the fact that watching the meltdown 
by their fan base. I mean, oh, it's I great. Mean, these are things I do miss about social media that I don't like get involved with. Like, I don't have like Michael tell me the stories of you know the Lake Forest people they go after. I'm like you're trying to like make sense of how they were able to run two plays in four seconds, and you know, and all this good stuff. And I, I don't get those interactions on Twitter because they don't come at me. I don't know if they just don't care enough. I don't know if maybe I've just muted them all just without realizing it because I have like 3,000 muted people on my Twitter account. Uh, I, I don't know what it is, but, you know, sometimes there, there are moments like this that I kind of, I miss. The, oh, it's fun. The it's, I, and I'm not, a, I'm admittedly not a big message board guy. And I'm not either. And especially like at 0-3, we're, our message board community is, you know, it's on the small side now. You know, we've got like an Auburn, a Bama, a Clemson, Michigan, Ohio State, but like you know, it's on the smaller side. But man, it is fun to just go over the message boards when a team is losing, just to see a meltdown. Like the the Letterman Row boards were lighting up when they lost to Oregon. So those are ah good stuff, uh, especially Florida fans. You know, couldn't happen to a nicer fan base. So happy to pour a little bit more salt in the wound. Uh, another texter points out uh here here was a good call by a referee in previous years they definitely called targeting on that jj weaver hit if they do we probably lose and trevor i i don't know how many times i've seen a helmet to helmet contact and them go to review it and ultimately say actually no they're good i mean you want to talk about a game changer. That would have really put Kentucky behind the eight ball. That was early in the first half. He ends up making the huge pick that sets up Kentucky's score that puts them up 20 to 10, I want to say, at the time. Yeah, I think it was 20 to 10. Uh, really just uh, save the day. So, uh, man, really happy they did not call that targeting. It was a good pre-makeup for the terrible pass interference no call and pass interference call they had on okay, Carrington. about that pass interference call. Such a Y'all terrible call. The damn game. It, the, the, I, I know it's what you're talking about. I mean, it was the point where Stoops was like complaining after the commercial break. Y'all didn't even punted the ball back already. And Stoops was still. Was still oh, was he still was. Now, don't into he, he wasn't a whiny baby like Dave Clawson was the entire game with Wake Forest. That dude never shuts up. I mean, he, I mean, I, I feel bad for his wife and kids. I mean, at the list of that 24 7. I mean, that dude just complains, complains, complains. But, Isn't doesn't Dave Clawson? Doesn't it sounds like the name of a? Uh, I don't I don't know if it's a dentist or. I was gonna say a douche, but okay, yeah. <laughs> or maybe like a big time advertising real estate agent or something. I don't I don't know. Like I could see like uh, call no. You know what he is? He's a personal injury lawyer. Oh yeah. That's just yeah. like. The claw is on your side. Call the claw. Like, uh, I, I, I could really picture, like, his they've got a tiger his... just roaring, you know. I mean, he's a type, and he's a type of slap that would like put his face on a urinal cake with like his phone number on it. Like, oh, yeah, everyone has to go pee, right? You know, they're going to see my, you know, you're, you're sitting there and you look down and you see Dave Klossman's face Ooh. on the cake. And it says, it says, if you've been injured, you know, like, like how am I going to injure to the urinal? But nonetheless, if you've been injured, call me, you know, yeah, he's. He, I, I could see him hire Master P to do his local commercial too. I, uh, it makes me ask the question between after this Wake Forest game. Dare I say we have a budding rivalry between Louisville and Wake Forest? Uh, yeah, I think you can. 
Oh, and, new rival, the Deeks and the Cards. Now, I think, you know, it's 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 not as much a rival since Little's dominated the series. So I think we're six and three now, Lifetime versus uh, Wake Forest. But, uh, yeah, I think they uh, there, there there's some animosity between the two. It goes back, we discussed this on Rutherford's show. It goes back to 96 when we got robbed by Wake Forest and, and, and Tim Duncan when he, he walked in, went over the back and fouled out, but stayed in the game. Uh, which was lucky for Kentucky because we would have upset you in, in, in an elite eight, as, as Rutherford pointed out. The math, the math is there. He, I think he says the one we would hit twenty one threes and we would have won the game. Uh, so it starts there. It goes to them being a little bitter that we we beat them in the Orange Bowl, their greatest season ever. Uh, mm-hmm. And then also, you know, maybe maybe our greatest season. I don't know. We've had some. You know, when you've been to as many BCS bowls as we have over the last you know twenty. Uh-huh. We, they all kind of, you know, run run the month. Uh, all, all two of them? Kind of run the well, three technically if you count the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, 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 it is now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, uh, no, no, not. There's no more BCS. You know what I mean. Close <laughs> enough. Uh, and we beat Alabama in that too, something you all uh, would love to do eventually. Uh, but yeah, I think they, and then, and you had, of course, the wakey leak moments and then, yeah, just wait and wake force fans are just a bunch of tools. They're just, you know, you're, they're like the SEC. All, they're, all, they're there's SEC. so many of them, you know, all, they're, they're, all, all four of them. They're SEC fans in the ACCs. They've got those haircuts and the polos and the khakis. And they just look like the type of guy that would just like, you know, sell their mom out to a retirement home, to a cheap retirement home to save money on a rug. You know, they just look like those type of people. Oh, oh, those type of people. Not stereotyping or making broad generalizations. No, 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 no. no. Would I ever do that? Come on, Nick, you know me better. Never, never. Never. You would never, never, never ever do that. I have to make broad generalizations. I make generalizations about broads, but not broad generalizations. Hey, there we go. (laughs) Texter says, my God, settle down a bit. We had to score more points. Yeah, I'm with you. Not always. I mean, you're not going to have to score that many points against Georgia. They're not, their offense isn't that explosive. And, you know, LSU. But also, like, scoring 20 points against Georgia is like scoring 40 points against a regular team. You ain't scoring 20 points against Georgia. <laughs> That's what I mean. I mean like, yeah. it's, whatever you get against Georgia's defense, double that, and that should be your normal kind of match. If you're beating Georgia, it's going to be like 13 to 10. 13, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's the only way you're beating anybody's probably really beating them to be honest with you. Well, except for Alabama, even Alabama, I can't. It's going to be an interesting SEC title game. But yeah, I've already said that. Yeah. Um, here's a question for you, Trevor. Oh, I thought I'd be good. So, um, I need you to pick today. Okay. Just one team that will be in the college football playoff, not named Alabama and Georgia. Well, both of them. Well, you know, it's the SEC the way they kissed us. They're both the getting in. Yeah, yeah, they're which, both getting in. It's yeah. Which is, if that ends up screwing an undefeated Cincinnati, I'm going to be totally pissed. But won't be the first time the SEC screwed somebody over. Um, I'll I'll say that right there. I'll say Cincinnati's in the. You talking about the tournament or the the championship? The playoff. The playoff. I'll say Cincinnati. I think they get in. I think they you don't ready. think that they're going to be like every other team from a group five, including the Big East, that just blows it to a team they shouldn't to down the stretch? I don't see it. It's, it's too much of a senior-laden team. Uh, they've already shown they've gone – they beat a good Indiana team. Well, an Indiana team that's maybe a little – not as good as everybody thought they were, but still a solid Indiana team. 
and they went and beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. I mean, that they've got the wins now to, to if they finish undefeated, to kind of basically tell, you know, anybody says, oh, well, you play in the AAC. Well, they, those are two wins right there, along with probably maybe an SMU team that's ranked in the 20, top 25 to tell them to go suck it. You know, <laughs> where we, we, we've got the, you know, we've done enough, including going undefeated. And I've always said, if you go undefeated, I don't care if you are in an AAC, Mountain West, whatever, you should get a shot as one of the final four. Over even an SEC team with one loss, you know, if there's two SEC teams and one's undefeated and one's got one loss, that an undefeated team gets in over that. And they should get over that, and that's just that's how it is. That's that's what makes college football a year long tournament. I think they're gonna blow it. That's I don't me. think they do. I, I think they're gonna blow it. And I think it's just, just I want everybody to remember it now. Whenever they lose to Memphis, or you know, they just lay an egg at some point. Just remember. Uh, that y- your uncle Nick told you so. Well, yeah, well, you know, <clears throat> I think you just have a bias towards their Sanex quarterback. Which, by the way, I got a bias towards you. We do a pick them on Fridays on Russellburg Show. We do one high school game a week. I went with Georgia Sales. Oh, no, you shouldn't have. I mean, seriously. It's, it's, not our, it's a re- re- rebuilding year. It's a rebuilding year? Yeah. It's, it's, Fern it's... Creek. That's not a rebuilding year. That's like a get off the ledge before we jump year. Okay, to be fair. Uh, Fern Creek has had its moments. Like we lost to Fern Creek, and they had multiple college football players on their team back in the day. But yeah, no, we we should not have lost to this it's Fern Creek team. It's it was Fern bad. Creek, man. Come on. Hey, there are many fine folks listening from Fern Creek. Don't you dare disparage them. <laughs> disparage all. Hey, I'm go Billy Reed all over them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to be like. Oh, I I don't have anything good here. Oh, good come on. Segue to come back with me. Come on. We need to get to a break, though. We and because we've got to reset things to talk about how Chris Mack is Dunzo at Louisville. Uh, he's got, I, He's on my hot seat. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, uh, Trevor Kelsey's put him on the hot seat. I, I, if you want to, you want to wait. I'll tell you why he's on my hot seat when we come back from this break. Oh, let's do it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Called reading. Top to bottom, left to right. Group words together as a sentence. Take Tylenol for any headaches. Might offer any cramps. Shut up. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Nick Roush and the big guy Trevor Kelsey hanging out with you. On a Tuesday, am it's I here a Taco all week? Tuesday. Say what? Am I here all week? If you want to be, you want I mean, to be. I, you already kind of said it earlier in the show, and I'm like, well, he only asked me about today. I mean, is this going to be one of those 8 p.m. text messages I get from Nick that goes, "Hey, by the way, can you come in tomorrow?" Like you're just going to ask me every day until the end of the week. If you want to, the door's open, buddy. I, I think we all enjoy having you around. I know Luckett's going to enjoy us uh, one day. Oh, uh, so- always loves talking to me. Yeah, yeah, it should be a good time. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? If AEW can, and you being an AEW fan now, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, if they can open the forbidden door, as they like to say, in terms of uh, allowing uh, interaction with the other wrestling promotions. And let's open up the forbidden door here at KRA, 
KRC as well, and, and welcome me back in from the rest of her show, where I've been kind of spoiled talking a lot more Louisville than I ever did in three years with you guys. Well, we need to talk Louisville today, Trevor, and I think it's... Not enjoyable to talk about Louisville? Well, I think it's enjoyable for me. I don't know about for you, because uh, here's the thing. Friday, they came out with a new amended notice of allegations. And talk about definition of Friday news dump, too, by the way. It really was. They yeah. really just were like, hey, Mike Rutherford Show, do you want to talk about the Demon Deacons? No, no, no. You've <laughs> got to talk about this because they essentially just went out of their way to add Chris Mack to a notice of allegations. And Trevor, I want to know where your head turned to when you heard that Chris Mack is now in trouble with the NCAA. Well, I'm not. It didn't turn too quickly because it was already somewhat – I guess I don't want to say expected, but what was expected, the amount of expectations were a slight surprise that they would be a level two uh, and not a level three because they seem like a level three level of violation, especially on rule that, you know, as we call it the Kel- Kelvin Sampson rule where it's now, you know, not even illegal to, to have GAs and do that stuff. And, but they did it when it was still a rule, which I've, I'm not going to be a hypocrite in this situation. I will say, you know, I've said that about other universities, you know, and just because everybody else is doing it, you know. And, but it's it's a rule and you get caught, it's still you broke the rule. It's like, you know, if you're speeding down the expressway and you get pulled over and you go, well, everybody else is speeding. Well, cop doesn't carry. You're the one that got caught, you know, even though everyone else is doing it. Uh, and then it's what it was. And apparently, uh, though, unfortunately, he'd been doing it since he got here, uh, you know, which they found out, which probably didn't hurt, hmm. him, which is stupid in its own right. It's been a, you know, that, that, th- those things are not what put him on the hot seat for me. Oh, now, so the cheating is fine. It's the well, other stuff that's bad. First of all, cheating by letting your grads practice, grad assistants practice. I mean, love of God, South Carolina is starting one at quarterback. Uh, that, that, while it's still a breaking of the rule by comparison to the, you know, the other situations, it does fall far behind, like the impact of the rule breaking. What, what is to me, and I've said, I've said this all off season. I've said the season begins. Anything short of a tournament win is unexcusable at this point for Coach Mack. And it's not going to be easy because this is a team that, I mean, the, there is a lot of mystery around it. Something the Kentucky fans probably know very well going into every season with the mystery of what this roster is really going to look like. Global is a different mystery going into it because it's not you know a bunch of top recruits and you don't know if they're going to develop properly or not. It is mostly a grad team basically put together. Uh, a lot of you know guys like Faulkner and, and West and Cross and, and coming in that you don't know really. While Louisville has had success with this over the last few years, maybe more than, than most, it's it's still a crapshoot. It's still, you know, I still worry about the recruiting of this program and what Mac's done recruiting-wise because theoretically, I mean, if he stays healthy, your best player is still not even, you know, a guy, the one guy left over from your last coaching staff and Malik Williams. Mm. I mean, and that's and nothing against Malik, but that's just – Better than Nick Richards? Uh, well, he's, I never said they were actually better. I said they were pretty much the same player, and they still are. Oh, oh, okay. So I that's mean, how we're backpedaling from that. No, one. I never okay. backpedaled. That really bad take. That's really how I, bring, bad. I, thought okay. I bring you back to not lying about Got you. Bad. Really bad take. And it's still. But gotcha. what's Nick Richards doing, by the way? Is he on one of your podcasts by now for his failed career, or is he just? 
No, he's uh, in the National Basketball Association. Oh, okay. I thought he was at the bartender. Charlotte Hornets. Uh, I figured he was a bouncer at KSR by now. He will be eventually. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, <laughs> he'll be on one of the basketball podcasts sooner than that, soon enough. But, uh, you know, I just, it, it worries me. And, and there's a lot of question marks, and there's a lot of question marks in a bad, team, bad time for Matt to not be coaching the first six games on a team that, you know, that's a span where you're going to need to figure out what your rotation is, what you really got, you know, what what's going to happen. And there's no, there's no, there's no wiggle room. And yes, I know there's plenty of little things that will give me the excuses of when I say this is a, you know, a little team that hasn't, you know, missed a tournament two years in a row. I know obviously there's circumstances around it because <sighs> one, one of those years, Louisville would have been a four seed probably in, in the COVID year cancellation, but still nonetheless, they didn't make tournament. No one had made tournament technically. Didn't make tournament last year. Yes, there are excuses to it because the, they had like eight games canceled. They probably wouldn't have won six of those, and if they had, they would have more likely made the tournament. But they didn't, and they still don't have a tournament. Yeah. Trevor, it's the first, it's the first I, coach at Louisville to possibly miss the tournament three years in a row. And our, this is just – Let me rephrase that. He, oh. could be, he is right now currently the only Louisville coach since 1932 to go 4 4 and not get a tournament win. This is just – I just – I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you because I don't know what it took. I, I think it's because your UK buddies were telling you this so you couldn't you couldn't handle it. Well, I wouldn't do anything like that. But I'm, 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 I'm proud of you. You're proud Because of you. you are finally willing to admit that your coach is not up to the high standards that have been set at your program, and you're sick of it. And here's the thing. I don't want we to try to we tried to get you here in the spring, but you were too stubborn to admit it. Now that you 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 have your you're, you're able to talk to your Louisville friend Mike, Mike has convinced you that oh, actually, you know what? Those UK guys were right. Chris Mack isn't good enough. I'm proud of you. You've really taken a turn. You know, well done, Trevor. This is a breakthrough moment that you're you're now aware enough, self-aware enough to know that. Chris Mack is, in fact, not a good coach, and he's also a cheater that they're happy to use an excuse to fire when he has another below-average year that does not meet expectations. First of all, go stick your head in Duke's diaper pail, okay? That's all I got to say about that. I I, I was on this radio station that I put the ultimatum on on wanting a tournament winner. Oh, you you were so hesitant. we, we, We forced you to make a statement and you no, finally you, were you, like you attempted okay. to make a statement about Satterfield which I am going to win because he is going to end up winning six games or better just like I told you last year he was a solid coach they just weren't ex- executing the plays properly and we're they're executing this year and we're seeing why we're going to win the ACC and go to the ACC championship game and win the Colts mm, yeah. so okay right, but right. nonetheless though I, no, I, I it was on this show that I said that that anything short of a tournament win, I believe it was with you probably, maybe it was you and TJ. I said it on this show, mm. and I've said it again on another show on this station. I'll say it on any show that brings me on this station. If Spears wants to bring me on, if Matt wants to bring me on, whoever wants to bring me on, I'll say it there too. And, and little fans, yes, have come at me a little bit on the on Rutherford show and told me, you know, hey, you know, you know, there there are and I get yes, there there are built-in excuses because of the, the two COVID seasons, basically. Mm. But it does that that aside doesn't take away from the fact that again, I'm not 
I'm not getting. I don't. I don't want Louisville or need Louisville to have Duke and UK recruiting classes. I don't. I, I that doesn't concern me. You know, and you know, I'm being truthful because I don't really give two blues about recruiting. But I do want to see some kind of just other than other than just grad assistance. And Louisville losing Rodney Rice to Virginia Tech over the weekend. Another thing that kind of went on a pile of a pile of crap that was my sports weekend doesn't help. And yes, I love the fact they were able to get Caleb Glenn out of mail. But then again, by the time he's ready to come here, will Mac even be the coach here? And if that's the case, does he even come here when it's, when that's all said and done? I'm not going to get excited over a guy that's two years away. So I'm, I'm happy he did the role. But you know, you know me and the Kentucky fans know this well, especially in football. Watching you know a former UK signee plus start for the New England Patriots now. You know that that you know it's, let's let's wait until the, the the name is on paper and he's on campus before we get too excited about him actually being here. Yeah, well, um, man, I'm, I'm just I, 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 listen. I'm not saying I'm 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 off the ship and I'm going to yell at Mac. This he's got this season and this season can turn it around. I I want Mac to be successful. I think Mac can be successful at Louisville, but he just hasn't been to the successful enough to this point. And now you got to put up or shut up. And same was with Satterfield this year. It was an interesting year for Louisville in their two major sports. All the rest were finding because you know we're dominant in baseball and we're dominating in volleyball, as you said, you witnessed yourself firsthand against Kentucky. Can't, can't win the big one. Uh, you know, so yeah. I know, I know we're it's, good in the other sports. Yeah. Okay. Sports have to, it was put up or shut up for this year for both. Satterfield mm. right now is putting up. And I have to, he for, just lost. It's time for Mac to do the same. Yeah. Well, Man, Trevor, I'm just I'm proud of you, buddy. And I know that you've got to be happy that they now have an out. They're not going to have to pay seventeen hundred million more dollars of buyout money. I mean, Louisville just I mean, it might as well be a stimulus package that they've got from the government. They hand out so many buyouts. So just really, really happy to see you've come around and really happy to get back to the Thornton's text line. Five zero two four one four. 1450 our wonderful textures into the program you send them in we read them it's quite simple folks um, so if you've got messages for uh if you, if you got messages for trevor please tell him to suck it 502 1450 uh, if anyone has a video of the field goal block from inside the stadium, for the love of God, post it, please. I, that, I'm surprised I haven't seen him, but I guess it's because people don't typically think that they need to, uh, that they need to, like, you're not going to typically record the other team kicking a field goal. So we yeah. haven't really gotten those. I, I would love to see him, though. Yeah, I agree to that. That's, I'm amazed that that's the only video that probably hasn't come out on his social media from Turkey's. Fans live on there. I've seen them all over the place. But, yeah, you're right. I can understand where that's kind of hard to get a – because, yeah, who is going to record a – you're right. The other team kicking a field goal. And uh, the yeah. when's the last time Kentucky blocked – I mean, I just Kentucky. I mean, blocking a field goal was like what? Like, it's pretty rare. Yeah. yeah, it's like 10%. Not even that chance of it Even happening. though we've seen two this year at Kroger Field already. And Kentucky well, got one of them blocked. And then they went and had the extra point blocked, which that could have been a total – that's so Kentucky football moment. If that really, if that point came into play down the stretch, you thought that when Florida was driving for the last touchdown, didn't you? I mean, you you had to be thinking this this should be a touchdown and two point conversion needed to tie. It's not just a touchdown. Could have been bad. The extra point, yeah. Could have been real bad. Uh, Texter says, anyone worried Brad White could leave at the end of the season for the NFL or a bigger college? Um, also, 
Roush, suck it for not liking my tweet about my white shirt I made. I, yeah, Jake, come on, Roush, suck it. Why do you yeah, like that tweet, Suck man? it to me. I'm, I really messed up there. Um, I was actually having this conversation with somebody uh, recently, uh, and Freddie mentioned it on last week's KSR Football Podcast, the one that doesn't have terrible audio. So, um, <laughs> But that if Pete Golding leaves Alabama at the end of the year, their top two targets are Barry Odom and Brad White. So I think NFL, I don't know about NFL because you don't really see, like Matt House got hired to be a linebackers coach. They don't do the, they might hire some offensive coordinators from college to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. And then maybe he doesn't even call the plays, but they don't really do that for defensive coordinators. So I just, I don't know what move he would be willing to make, uh, you know, how much of a, like, cause you're probably, he'd probably be going back to a similar job he had with the Colts, I would think. But I, I don't know. I, I would say that there probably is some concern that if he wants to be a head coach, that he could do that at the end of this year. Um, but there, there is also a point too, like I, outside of that Alabama job, you know, what, how many coordinator positions are bigger and better than the one that you're at? You know, you're in the SEC, you're making SEC money. I'm, I'm sure there's some more prestigious ones, but uh, it, it would have to be the right kind of job. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I don't have my, I, I can't really pin down what I think that might be, but I certainly believe that that could be in play because he's a bright guy and Kentucky's defense is playing fantastic. Who are we talking about? I missed the name. Brad White, Kentucky's defensive oh, coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Hey, there's there there more coordinating jobs, apparel coordinating jobs at a university that are better than Kentucky's than you may think give them credit for. But yeah, I, for the most part, I would think just wait for head coaching job, probably smaller level, maybe maybe you know you're less than you know not power five obviously, but you know no, like fun so, belt. Yeah, going somewhere there and, and for a couple of years and then and working your way into mm-hmm. the right power five job. Make sure you make you want to make sure it's the right one too. You don't want right, to, right, right. You don't want to do an Orlando Antigua and go to South Florida. Yeah, I, I always like calling it the damn Munson, where he, when he left Gonzaga for that one year and went to Minnesota. You know, um, man, I really like this text in the Thornton's text line. Is it weird that you guys are my drunk text go to now? The <laughs> wife hits me with, "Who the heck are you texting this late with a smile on your face?" KRT KRC text line, babe, got a banger I'm sending. Nah, yeah. we're, we're, we're Jake from State Farm. <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say, I wonder if he's using us for the cover up for his little side action. <laughs> he's got it. He's got his little side piece listed as KRC text line in his phone. It would be funny. She's like, "How come they never text you back? Like, what a weird relationship you have here." Or, or, or he's doing what I said, and she's like, "Why are they texting you back like sexy comments?" <laughs> no, I don't know. That Derek Rouse is a weird dude, honey. <laughs> oh man, Texter says, "What a wonderfully strange pleasure it is to hear Kelsey's voice at seven in the morning." <laughs> it's, it's like hey, did you get Ed Coach O on for a second? <laughs> You're talking about LSU game. You all got Ed, Ed on for a whole two hours. That's amazing. The uh, I, I I would like to say too, Trevor. I don't know who who's more scared, Big Ben or the Eagles' new coach. Punting on or Do you know the they, they didn't name. Do you even know the name? Sirianni is that right? Sirianni, yes, yeah. Actually, he, so it was fourth and. Well, all right. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was fourth and goal from three. 
they were down eight to the Kansas City Chiefs in the second half, and they kicked a field goal. Yeah, it also came after they had they they'd gotten a touchdown called back right before that. Uh, it was so they. Uh, that's even worse. You no, know it, that you can get in the end zone, and then you decide, you know what, Patrick Mahomes isn't going to score anymore. I'm going to kick a field goal. No, he, here's the thing. This is this is the crazy thing. They kicked a field goal and got it, but they, they it was an offside, so they. There was a penalty that made it fourth and three instead of like fourth and eight, whatever it was. And they get the Google. So Sirianni takes the points off the board, which is like the biggest no no in, in pro football to do. Right. It's like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to go for it. And they go for it. They get a touchdown called back on pass interference, a uh, pick play called on, uh, <laughs> uh, what was, uh, whatever that receiver bum name is. Like Brown from Stanford. I hate Doesn't it. matter. Doesn't yeah, matter. They should have cut that scrub two years ago. He's still on the team for some reason. Even he's not even now. He's still just screwing us. But they so they so he takes the points off the board, goes for it, gets it, gets it, but gets called that points off the board because of offensive penalty, and then doesn't go for it, and then doesn't go for it again. Oh my god, what is wrong with this guy? Honestly, it didn't bother me because I had had Kansas City minus six and a half. I mean, I I went big on Kansas. Oh, I, I, I went big on Lil Wayne Kansas City this weekend and won both in what we call, I guess, the emotional hedge. Uh, but I I didn't expect to be Kansas. City. Man, that is that is that is almost as bad as Big Ben just throwing to his checkdowns on fourth and ten. I, well, mean, I, don't, I don't mind that because I have Najee Harris in like three leagues, so that that part doesn't bother me as much. As you and like, your fantasy football leagues, I, you know? Yeah, I've got. I am, and for the record, I'm doing. Really well in all of them except for the league I'm in with Texter John. My team oh. in that league is just butt awful. Oh man, we it really need bad. a good old suck it from John then on I, the Thornton's text line today. I got my first win in that league this week. Uh, I don't remember who I beat, but I, I was 0 3 and finally got my first win this week. That team, now granted, I did lose J.K. Dobbins, I think, and Jerry Judy in that league. So I have, I have had injury problems. But, uh, yeah, my team is just not very good in that league, which is sad because I think I was one of the best teams last year but lost in the playoffs. Now. Oh, man, you hate to see it. Yeah, and I'm, that's – that's well. Trevor, you you got 20 seconds of fantasy football talk. That's 19 more than we need on this show. Okay, I mean, buddy? Pipe down. <laughs> no, Nobody cares about your bets or your, your fantasy football. Pipe down, pal. Let me tell you, you get you had twenty seconds, and so no, you did. There was nineteen more you needed. UK fans and media owe Stephen Johnson and Terry Wilson an apology. They were quick to praise Levis before he's accomplished anything. He's QB one, and I want him to do well. But the disrespect that has been thrown at Wilson and Johnson, guys who won big games around here and sacrificed their bodies, doesn't sit well with me. Well, I, Johnson maybe Wilson. Just, I mean, no offense, but he deserved all the criticism he got because he was a walking turnover. I mean, I don't think there was that much disrespect thrown towards Johnson because Johnson, I just yeah, I just right. I just think that like in general those guys had physical limitations. Johnson's where he just got beat up too much. He was a little dude, you know? <laughs> it, it hurt him because he couldn't be healthy. I mean um, he was a JUCO that you just happened to fall ass backwards and it turned out to be a good game manager that exactly what you needed. Yeah, yeah. I mean even, exactly. when, even when he was the black knight from Monty Python out there hopping on one leg, he'd still the best option you had. Right. Uh, but yeah, I I will. I, I think to your point though, Texer is that like Will Levis hasn't done much more than what those guys have done at this point. No, and he, no. but he's also and he's also won the big games too. You know, so like he, they're five and zero right now with Levis at quarterback. He he has not lost as a starter at Kentucky. Do you think um, at this point now he's just trolling his own fan base to see what you all will like mimic him doing? 
Like, because I didn't know about the mayonnaise thing. Because Saturday, I saw it all over my social media. I'm like, why are these morons putting mayonnaise in their coffee? That is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And it turns out, obviously, it was a Will Levis video I had not watched because I don't care normally about what he's doing on social media. But, you know, between mm. that and the banana thing, I, I just feel like he's going to do something now each week just to see how far the BBN will just blindly follow him and do whatever he does. Oh, man, love it. I, I, I can't get enough of him, although I would like him to play better. Just I, I would prefer that over more video. So, uh, well, um, you wish in one hand and you know what, and the other two pulls up first. Texter on the Thorns text line says, UofL has not had a better football player than Lynn Bowden in the last three years. First of all, I said receiver than, than Lynn Bowden. And, yes, they have to do that well. was a three times better receiver than Lynn Bowden ever was in college. And that was just a year ago. So, yes, suck it, Texter. And that was TJ, by the way. Better receiver? Yeah. TJ, I mean, you, see, Trevor, a- this is a semantics argument. Like, I would rather have Lynn Bowden on my team than Tutu Atwell. Uh, well, but you're I just mean, getting into semantics with like route running and like NFL draftability, which by the way, is Tutu, did he, is he practice squad no, for the Rams? On, no, he's on the roster. He's just, he's injured right now. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But I mean, still yeah. like, but you, I'm, you're I'm, I'm, talk about but Lynn Bowden had, Lynn Bowden did more for Kentucky than Tutu Atwell did for Louisville. Yeah, but he did it at quarterback. I mean, that's, still, that's, he why, did it. that's why I he said still uh, did a, it. a receiver. I said Wondell yeah. is the receiver you always want when, when Bowden would thought you he'd be, and he wasn't. And Louisville's had better receivers. And, yes, not even just graph ability and all that good stuff, but just statistically on the field, he was, he just completely did massacres what Lynn Bowden did as a receiver in, his one, in just one season of his two seasons that he played. I mean, you're going I'm, – I'm not going to fight you, you more should. on this because there's only four minutes left in the show, but you can suck it, buddy. We'll just leave it with that. You can suck it. It's the biggest win of the season. Redo the damn podcast, Roush. Damn skipping. Yeah, it's also like that's the thing that stinks is getting four people in a room that are in two different cities is difficult. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that. Getting on a Zoom is worse. So I don't know. We're I don't know. I'm very frustrated though, and I apologize, Texture. I do. I really do. Stop, uh, TJ. <laughs> don't you dare compare the Panther to that idiot Ramsey. The Panther is an athletic legend in this state. That fake spray tan idiot hasn't done anything in his life except ramble like a madman. How dare you, Trevor? How dare you? By the way, is the Panther gets pretty mad. Pretty. Yeah. Yeah. No, he. Uh, he listen. He. He is. Dude, come on. I mean, you don't realize that he is the. He is the he knows more about football than Ramsey does, but in in the bottom line, they're they're he's your John Ramsey because he thinks he's no, he's kid. not though, Trevor. I he's listen to him say he, that stuff all the time. He just, no, he's yeah. not. He's not going to come into the season with like no. Just, he doesn't even play. like predict games. He uh, just get out of here. Just get out of here with that nonsense. I think we're going to win on games. Get out of here. Just hey, we're almost jump. there. Sticks away, baby. John here. Good morning to all. Congrats to TJ and his wife. TJ will be a great dad like Nick is. Hey, Trevor, great to hear you back on the show. Hey, even in a loss, still fly high, Eagles. My Chiefs just did their thing. Didn't have one punt in the entire game. So great Eagles defensive effort there. Okay, did you guys hear that 55-year-old Iron Mike versus Logan Paul might be happening? What do you guys think? John, I, I, I can't I can't do Logan Paul text. Every time you say, I just I don't hear it, I don't. I don't. I don't care. I, I don't either. Can't. I hope Iron Mike just paralyzes him from one punch, though. Does that mean to me to say? No, it's not. But okay, good. I just. I can't. I can't. I can't keep up. I. I just don't. 
I know I know some some wannabe celebrity that gets famous off YouTube, which is not real celebrity. And then he, he somehow makes millions because I have lost all faith in humanity off being a boxing pay-per-view guy. Uh, he just, yeah, I'm not following Logan Paul at all or whatever, yeah. whatever his brother's name is, too. Who day going to beat them Bengals, not the Packers? Suck it, TJ. Wow. Yeah, game. yeah suck that, TJ. A uh, little uh, Zach Taylor, Matt LaFour revenge game. Uh, former colleagues back in the day. Trevor compared Wake Forest's fan base to an SEC fan base. Yeah, Trevor, buddy, your, your whole integrity is really just – out the window when you make a statement that's as dumb as that is. I, I'm more shocked that you made a dumber statement by thinking I had integrity. Trevor, you lower the bar to making the tournament. Max, gotta go. I, I said not making the tournament. I had to have to make the tournament. Well, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. I, my bar's not even that low. I, I want a tournament and a tournament win. Not just making the tournament that's going to satisfy my hunger. Sure, sure it won't. Uh, Trevor, how badly do you miss doing KRC? Uh, very badly. Y'all need to start. We need to move KRC to like six o'clock at night. Because <laughs> I do, I do, I do honestly miss it, but I don't miss getting up this early, but I do miss doing the show with you guys. Hey guys, I'll be attending my first ever UK football game this weekend. Tell me what all to do and where to go before the game to make the game day experience awesome. Also, where the hell do I park? We get these <laughs> texts a lot. I just, I like getting there early. Um, since it's a seven thirty game, like going to KS Bar, you're going to see a lot of fans there, and you can like maybe watch the early games there because it'll be easy to get a seat. You can get get a good meal in, and then uh, that that Lextran thing is nice, but you really do have to get there early. So that that would be the best way to go, but you really got to be there for like the noon games. It's KS Make Bar. it a long day, and then walk around the lots. Go to the catwalk beforehand. Um, it maybe maybe take in a little bit of campus, but yeah. Uh, it's nice to know and have tailgates to go to as well. Is KS Bar far from the stadium? I haven't been to KS Bar yet, still. So. It's it's not too far to walk, but it's longer than you'd want. Like it's not a bad walk after the game, but you'd want to take the little wow. uh, bus there before. I, I think we have different uh, definitions of what's not it's true. We, I mean, to me, like yeah, like a mile is definitely too long, but you probably. Yeah, it's yeah. I would beg to differ. SJ Stephen Johnson was a fan favorite, but got hurt. Folks were plenty kind to Terry, but it was clear the offense was holding back the team during his time as a starter. He did some good, but mostly couldn't take the offense to the next level. Same applause for Levis, but we got excited about Stephen Johnson and Terry too. That's just being a fan. That's a very good way to put it. And we also haven't seen, you know, we we've only got a small sample size of Levis in in his first game. He went out and put up numbers that. I don't, Terry Wilson never had on his best day. And Steven Johnson, I think, got close to on his best day. Now, granted, that was against the Heisman Trophy winner, so it was a little bit different, um, obviously. But, you know, we've, we've let, yet to see Levis. We think he has the tools to take the offense to the next level. Uh, but it's about making that happen because they're right. The, uh, the offense did, th that 2018 team, if it had a good offense, uh, you know, there's they're winning at AM and they're winning at Tennessee. I think so, in the year you're going to say something about this team. Well, I hope you're wrong, Trevor. Oh, here we get some really good texts. Tutu was never a better football player than Lynn. Another texture says that Tutu in one million years couldn't do what Lynn did in college and UofL tried. Lynn Bowden was named the most versatile player in college football, you clown. As a quarterback. Again, As a football said, player, it doesn't matter. I know you like to move the goalposts, even when you take them down and leave them on the field here in KSR sometimes. 
but I said receiver. And yes, Tutu Atwell had better stats than, than, than Bowden did. Didn't take a million years. It took one year. And in one year, he had better, he was a better receiving statistically than Lynn Bowden was in four years. Don't hate me. Hate the math and logic. Suck it, Trevor. Uh, <laughs> one, one Texas says John Short is the only one who gets away with takes like Ramsey. And if you got takes as bad as Trevor, um, you might say that Tutu Atwell is better than Lynn Bowden. Just all time. Man, you know what, Trevor? I'm so happy you're back because the Scoots doesn't come in with takes like that that can just really make you question what you're listening to. But you know what? That's why the people love you, big guy. Real quick, I'll just read these before without sending them over because we got two quick texts. Uh, One says, don't go to KS Bar if you want a drink within six hours. Oh, wow. I love the shot fired there. Wow. And lastly, you'll starve before that taste gets satisfied if that's the case, Trevor. Uh, Ooh. Uh, what, what, what was that referring to? I'm losing my track of what we uh, The about. taste of victory or something like that? Uh, probably. I'm going to taste victory on this weekend when Louisville beats Virginia. Get sure. back on track to winning the ACC. Top of the heat, baby. We're doing it. <laughs> Scott Potts, what oh. you going to do? What you gonna do? Make the ACC worship you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a great way to end the show, Trevor. Thanks for hopping on with us today. I'll be back uh, tomorrow, baby. Yeah, we'll get we'll get some more of that Trevor Kelsey magic tomorrow. And congrats to the Walkers and their yeah. new baby Lucy. She's a beaut. Uh, enjoy your time, new parents. Happy to do a little radio without you today, TJ. We'll be back with more on Kentucky Roll Call tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Nick Roush, Trevor Kelsey on the Big X Sports Radio. Yeah, man. Lady Grant.